This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to this Star Wars edition of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Star Wars Celebration in Orlando happened on April 13th through the 16th. And guess what? We were there. We had a live podcast. It was on Saturday, April 15th, and our lovely hosts, Jacqueline, Kai, and Mel, were there to host the event. And we did have a special guest, none other than Diana Williams. Diana Williams is a member of Lucasfilm Story Group. She's the content strategist there. And the team is charged with developing narrative cohesion and connectivity within the Star Wars universe. So that's right. She's the one that's responsible for making sure that the left hand knows what the right hand is doing. Prior to Lucasfilm, Diana was a founder of Roller Coaster Entertainment, and she produced critically acclaimed narrative films, which include Our Song, documentaries like Industrial Light and Magic, Creating the Impossible, and Another First Step. So in this interview, she's talking about all things related to Star Wars, so I know you really are going to geek out over this one. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. And just keep in mind, this was a live podcast, so we did the best that we could in the conditions that we were in, so it may sound low on some parts and a little bit high in others, but overall, it sounds really good, so I hope you get a lot out of it, and thanks for taking the time to tune in to this Star Wars celebration over in Orlando, Florida. Enjoy! To my voice. That's good. It's amazing. I'm exhausted and dehydrated from all the crying. <laughs> yes. Um, we're about to go down our top moments from this weekend, but I think we all know that, like, that Carrie Fisher tribute, like, oh, it feels like the Wonder in the 40th anniversary panel, and then did any of you guys go to the Mark Hamill one? Um, so Mark Hamill did a panel where he just talked about Carrie Fisher and their relationship, and I, for me that was probably my highlight so far. Um, is that what was your highlight so far? 
For me, I have two, but they're equally. And um, part of it was getting to the last Jedi. I got it up at 3:30. We had a mission. We made it happen, and we got into Warks World, which is amazing. And last night with Galactic Knights, which I, I can't describe it. Just save your money now for 2019. It was just kind of like you were 10 again, and you were running through like a Star Wars bedroom. And I had a great group of friends, and we had encounters with Death Troopers, which. I fangirl over them, I don't know why. Um, but they had this whole thing where they just followed me and tried to arrest me and yelled at me and I was just in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Mel? What's been talking about so far? Um, I really liked the 40th anniversary panel. There were so many surprises. I didn't expect most of the guests. I didn't expect the Carrie tribute. And then John Williams just popped out out of nowhere. <laughs> like, just, like, seriously, I'm like, like where did John this Williams? come from? Yeah, that was a pretty big one. Yeah, and the Carrie, yeah, Mark Hamill's Carrie tribute, that, that was really beautiful. Yeah. And it was like everyone in the room was going through grief therapy and just love and so much crying. So yeah. much. <laughs> I think the best part was the way he summed that up is like, this is a panel I didn't want to have to do for another 30 years. Um, and, it's, and he's mad and sad that he has to do it, but it was still really, really beautiful. Um, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm very pleased that we get to next um, bring up our guest for today, because we do have a really awesome guest, and I really appreciate her taking the time to come chat with us. Uh, we have Diana Williams, who is a content strategist um, for Lucasfilm, something we all know and love, obviously, and uh, she's gonna come up here and talk to us a little bit about what she works on. So everyone, please help me welcome our guest for today, Diana Williams. weekend. I know it's work for you, but um, have you had a pretty fun moment? You've had some top, some top Star Wars Orlando moments this time. Um, I think like with most people, it was the 40th anniversary panel because, you know, when we talk about it, like I was 10 and my mom took me to see it and like it was just mind-blowing. And so I think just to be in that audience and to hear and feel all the love that was given towards Star Wars and also back from this film to the fans, that was an amazing moment. And of course also the Mark Hamill um, tribute to Carrie was, was emotional and weird and just all of those things. I mean, I feel like they should have handed out like Kleenex, like those little like travel Kleenex to every single person as they enter that room because the feels, but yeah, um, yeah I, I can only imagine. Uh, what, have, what else have you been doing with uh, Luke's film here? I mean, obviously chatting with folks like us. Chatting with folks like um, What else? Um, running around, just kind of, uh, you know, like literally running around, I can't feel my legs right now. Uh, but just checking out all the amazing stuff on the expo floors and seeing like what people are creating. And I love just looking at all the cosplay that's out yeah. there and how people are just showing their love and their fandom. Yeah, what has been your favorite cosplay? My, I, I, today I saw an R2-D2 Transformer mashup. Yeah. I love the mashups. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like the steampunk Jedi or, you know, you know, Luke Skywalker, Texas Ranger. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Like I'm from Austin, and I was like, what? Which one uh, have you been? Uh, which one was your favorite so far? Um, I saw a steampunk ray. I thought nice. it was really fun. Nice. It's just, it just a lot of attention to detail. I was looking, I'm like, wait, that's Han Solo. So I was pretty blown away by that. 
those cosplayers. You ladies, I, well, Mel is our, um, if you've been following the BGN um, Twitter feed, which I hope you guys do, or following our hashtag uh, BGN SWCO, um, she's been posting all of our cosplay pictures um, of a lot of great POC, cos POC cosplayers. And so what has been your favorite? Because she's seen the most, by far, than any of us. Um, I like all the kids who dress up. They're always adorable. I mean, I was on the phone with you, and I was like, I dropped the phone, I'm like, hold up, I see a baby Ray, I gotta go. That's a lie. <laughs> this is what she said, bye, I gotta go. It's Ray. Like, she didn't even, like, really say bye. She was like, Ray, like, gotta, gotta go. go, make Ray quick. And I was like, okay, I'll see you at the panel, maybe. <laughs> Uh, what about you, Kai? What, have, uh, what did you see from cool cosplayers? Um, the little the little kids the same, but also I'm I'm not just calling them out because they're in the room. But there's a little girl named Eliza, the Secret Keeper, who you might have seen on Rebels. Uh, if you were in the Rebels panel, her mother makes the most elaborate outfits for her. So I've had so much fun seeing her. She's over there. Sorry. Um, so she's it's just been fun because she's creative and she's so passionate for so young. And, it makes me think that I wish I had had that courage at that age, or that cosplay was a thing during my um, generation. But it is, I just love seeing her every day. I'm just like, what's Eliza wearing today? Yeah. <laughs> and then, so how many Star Wars celebrations is this for you? This is my fourth? Fourth. So you've done London, Anaheim, Orlando? Yeah. No, I mean, that's the great thing, though, too, is, like, um, I met a couple um, yesterday who they got hooked up at a nerd date, speed dating, got engaged at then the next time's celebration two years later, and, like, they're here now with their kid, and I'm just like, wow. that is some Star Wars <laughs> love right there. Um, I mean, but, yeah, this whole weekend is kind of like a Star Wars fan dream come true. Um and you get to live in the fandom, like your job is to live in the fandom and play with these characters. You're all very jealous of your job in so many ways, but what's been a top moment for you just as a Star Wars fan through all of this, both professionally or maybe just personally? Or uh, I think it was uh, in Empire Strikes Back, so in the theater with my mom, and um, Luke starts to talk about, no, I don't want a father, basically, and then God says, no, which is the actual quote. Oh. Um, <laughs> um, yes, I know we all love it, but it is the actual quote. <laughs> I remember my mom just kept hitting my leg and saying, this is really important. And it kind of just grew like my love of story and like, further my love of Star Wars. And I think that's something I always hold, and that's what I've taken into the job here in the story group. Um, it's just that love of story and how much it can hit you hard and bring you forward and make you kind of figure out how to uh, problem solve the world around you, which is what story does. So uh, that's probably still, all these years later, my favorite moment. Yeah, I would say that that's a top one. I Apparently, according to what my parents told me, I was at Empire Strikes Back. I was baby, so I don't remember it, but I still like <laughs> hold it. Like, no, I was in the theater. So like, when they're at the panel, it's like, who was in the theater? I like meekly raise my hand, like, don't quiz me about that whole experience. But according to my parents, that was date night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, I wish it, I wish it really did, but it didn't. Um, I'm jealous of these later, like the, the Star Wars fans that get to grow up through it, because now we get this whole new set that we get, and it's, it's absolutely crazy. So um, um, we do a lot with. Well, first of all, explain to folks what you do in content strategy if they don't really understand what that means as far as the story process. Plus, um, in a, 
job you set that title, so that's the title. Um, but I'm a part of the story group, and what we're looking at is connectivity and making sure the universe feels like it's all part of one thing and looking for the right story for the right platform. Um, so we're just trying to build out more stories. I, I kind of always describe my job as um, I want there to be another 40 years of Star Wars, so 40 years of Star Wars storytelling, um, and so that in the next four years, if there's someone as excited as I am talking about what they're going to be creating in Star Wars again. And you can only do that by, by really building out the story world and creating characters that are complicated and layered and emotional, creating events that also then propagate more characters. Yeah, we want 40 more years too. <laughs> like, let's I, don't know, I don't think anybody here is like, no, we're good. Um, <laughs> but that's a lot of moving parts. So what's the hardest part about looking at like TV to books to comics to film and everything in between? Like, how, What's the hardest part about trying to pick that? <laughs> making sure you're doing the story right and making sure you're respecting what the platform does really well. Mm -hmm. The game does something completely different than what a book does. A book does something completely different than what a movie does. And so you really want to respect what the platform does well and create that story that works for that platform. Mm -hmm. That's the, probably the, the biggest challenge. So when you're dealing with the fans, what what do they, I guess I'm trying to word to put it, like what do they take away from it when they are looking at, you know, the various different moving parts? What's been the most surprising thing that someone's going to do to you? Um, I think the surprise of, wow, I didn't think about that story there. Okay. Or I didn't think that that could be a story. I think that's, I always love hearing that. Um, I always like the biggest takeaway for any fan is just to, to realize that we're all fans in the story group and that we're taking a lot of love and care in terms of what we are trying to create to, um, to give them to explore. I was wondering, um, how far ahead do you guys have to be um, as far as knowing what's coming so that you can be so consistent in the books, the media, the comics, because you're doing a really great job of having it really line up across all the platforms? Um, well, we're ahead because we're the ones that are creating the ahead, so <laughs> that, um, that helps. Um, but we, it's just, it's constant communication with all the platforms. It is constant what we're thinking about doing, but we have to first really be set on what our path and our roadmap is. Um, and then also understanding the different timelines of every platform, you know, to make a great console game takes two plus years. Um, that's production, that's really not even story development. Um, you know, mobile games can get done quicker, that's why sometimes they're just twitchy with very light story overlay. Comic books can get done a little bit quicker, but you're also able to dive in in a different way, and there's also a lot of art that has to get involved with that, and so it's a different type of time frame. And then, as I call them, books without pictures, um, that's also another time frame. So it's realizing the, the pinch points of every platform and what their time frames are, and being able to give them the information that they need, so they can, cre they can create their worlds within their do you have a favorite, like if your inbox gets full, are you happy if it's like a comic set day or animation or movies? Do you have a favorite platform that you like to dive into? No, I really like them all. I mean, that probably explains why I don't have any time to actually get laundry done. <laughs> but, uh, I, I mean, I grew up a comic book fan. I was much to my mother's chagrin. My sisters were big readers and I would not read. So she was, she was, you know, she worked in the library, so she was not having it. So her whole thing was, you will read, something will happen. So she started me on Marvel Comics. And then I just grew out from there. Um, so I have a deep love of comic books. 
because of what a conflict can do about the idea of like the story that is actually in between the panels. Um, but I do love everything. I'm an avid moviegoer. Uh, I play a lot of I play a lot of video games. So yeah, I so. just I, you just because <laughs> 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 yeah. it's not you know it's not that we don't get video game players, but it's like when people are in it on your level, but then they're still like, I want to play video games. Yes, it gives me yeah. hope. <laughs> always just jumping into different video games. Like when people complain about standing in lines and we're like, but you can read this, you can play this, you can do this. I'm like, yeah. I love standing in line. Yeah. Like it gives me time to get actually stuff done. You know, not laundry. Again, laundry. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't really got an app for laundry yet. Like you can get in, like, so I live in Austin, Texas, and you can get like food delivered at the touch of a button. You can get someone to come wash your car at your house. The laundry app is not there. Somebody needs to make some money <laughs> and make the laundry app happen. Yeah. <laughs> just one step too personal that might yeah. yeah. <laughs> would you use it though? Be like, if you could just sit a little bag and have it come oh, back. Yeah. yeah, you would. No, see? no, no. <laughs> I, I mean, not because I like my t-shirts folded a certain okay, way. Okay, okay. That, that may be it. That may be it. You know, you're right. You're right. But I'm like, really, if you could put a bag outside your door and then app that thing clean, yeah, people would do yeah. that. <laughs> and finally, there's been such wonderful diversity in the new canon, and I was wondering if we're characters like Zara Leonis and Ray Sloan, was that um, the story the group kind of had this, or was it coming right from the writers? That comes from the writers. Like, they all dream up these, we talk about character traits that we like, or mm -hmm. things we want to do, and then, the, you know, then the, the creator of whatever platform this comes in and says, this is what we're thinking about, and I'm like, oh, super cool. So it's a nice, it's kind of, I think this is where all storytelling and all industry is starting to go, where everyone's just like thinking like, oh, we see what our fans look like, we need to maybe think about them as well. And it's so awesome how Ray ends up, I won't spoil it, but such a powerful character. Yeah, super cool. Yeah. I was just going to ask, um, just to kind of dovetail off of that, in each medium, does someone like keep who keeps the Bible, or is there a Bible, or is there just more like there's the holocron? So that's Leland Chi. Okay. Um, but there's also Leland and Matt Martin and Pablo Hidalgo. So they're I call them the, the name because I also got too lazy having to talk about everybody's name uh, <laughs> in my email, and so I just call them the Holy Trinity. Oh my gosh! I love that. Because <laughs> they know everything. So Pablo, I mean, you guys all know Pablo and Ooh, Leland, yeah, yeah and Matt yeah. Martin. I mean, like they're in the story group, and they are amazing guys. And so uh -huh. do they know everything that there is to know about Star Wars? I mean, literally, you cannot stop them. In every medium, in though, every so. medium, they okay. know everything, and they also just have this amazing story sense. And again, major, major deep love for Star Wars. Yeah, I was just wondering if there was like little like generals like okay, I'm the I'm the video game Bible holder, but I guess no, it has Trinity. to be all over, especially if we're trying to make it a cohesive universe. We really need everything to be in one place and that we know what is going on. So we we always know that oh, this planet has so far only been on this platform, so we know that. But then if it's a platform in which that planet, if it was like a visual platform, so if that planet only appeared in Battlefront then we know what it looks like. So then if at any point it then turns up another platform, we're like, okay, here's the look of it. Let's make sure that it's all the same. I love your job so much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as a writer, I just like, you just get to play with this world that like, again, we don't care, right? We can consume it in any way, shape, or form, but there is something I think really cool about getting into that minutia of like, you're like, no, we know what happened exactly on that planet in this iteration. Like, Cool. Right. I don't know why, but I'm just picturing a giant whiteboard with like sticky notes just 
all over it. <laughs> you know, the it makes me nervous. Is that uh, sticky notes actually uh, fall off after a certain point, and then you walk into the office one day and you're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious, um, who's your favorite comic book character, and like, what what's your favorite video game, or what are you loving right now? Um, I you know I cannot name favorites. Like it's crazy. Is it's it like everything? Choosing from your children, really? Yeah, it is, it, is, it, is, it is straight up Sophie's choice. Like, I can't do it. I. Uh, well, what are you playing right now? Maybe from if you're playing anything. Um, well, something that right I now. played recently was an older game is Journey, which okay. is stunning. Right? It's beautiful and it's just it's it's mesmerizing and hypnotizing. It's it is an amazing amazing game. Okay. Um, but but I also of course I love um, was a VR game that Epic's putting out called uh, I think it's called Bullet Train. Crazy fun. Really? Like, just, you get to grab guns and smack people in the face. <laughs> I mean, like, you grab a gun and, like, smack someone in the face. It's all, that's, that's like, literally all this stuff. So I haven't gotten deep on the VR train. So my job, there's a guy that works there who has every VR platform that's currently out. Like, he's that guy, and I'm just, like, he brings it into the office, and there's nothing greater, because I work in healthcare, than watching, like, 60-year-old doctors get in on VR, because he's trying to, we work in VR technology, and so they're working on, honestly, now, making VR work with healthcare, like, you could do a virtual office visit or yes. whatever, but watching them do, like, crazy, you know, like, scalable VR stuff is the greatest thing ever, so, yeah. Well, I wish we have I it on, on the floor right now, um, X-Lab is working with Starlight Foundation, and which we're, um, trying to develop uh, some type of content that can ease the pain of children while at least distract them while they're with our stuff. So there's a lot of great applications for VR yeah. that you'll be seeing a lot of um, news about that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that, that's one of the ones they're talking about too is like people in, you know, chemo or not chemo, uh, dialysis chairs <laughs> doing that because for people that have to go on for technology is awesome. Now if we could just get some lightsabers and be yeah, able to go to war, that would be amazing. I would cut my hand off. I just know. That's <laughs> not even a Sophie's choice. That's like no. I instant it's, it's deal. Happening. I'll yeah. drop in, cut my foot off. <laughs> okay, you mentioned earlier about going to see the movies with your mother. So how did you stay in the fandom? Were you reading the books or did you leave and then come back later? You know, it's tough because, you know, those of us that started off in the 70s, there were not, you know, the book program didn't really start until, uh, I want to say, 78, mm -hmm. and that was making up. It was a new hope in novelization form with some more um, content added in, um, and then, of course, when mind died. That's what really started everything um, in terms of publishing, but there wasn't a lot of stuff, and so to stay with it, you just, you know, just watch the movies, and then, not so much that I dropped out of it, um, but... By the time when episode one came out, I was actually living in Asia, so didn't get to catch that, you know, when all that was going on, but just kind of kept up with the fandom, just like mm -hmm. listening to people. And so just always kind of kept my hands to it, but it definitely was the publishing program that held me in. Same. But, yeah. you know, I, I didn't see the originals in the theater, so. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough. And then, you know, all the uh, merchandising is amazing. So all of the toys that, have, that came out after episode three until we started up with new films and new mm -hmm. content. And then really for me, like one, when George started up Clone Wars, I was just blown away by Clone Wars. Yeah. I was blown away by, first of all, the CG animation was just incredible. I mean, I'm a huge Cartoon Network and adult web mm -hmm. watcher regardless. And um, so looking at that animation just kind of blew it out the water. And then like just the story depth they did with 
with Anakin and like, can we talk about Ahsoka? And you guys oh all have <laughs> Ahsoka and Rebels. And yeah. So, I mean, that's again what animation can do so well. And so I think Clone Wars really helped to, um, you know, those that maybe like, not again, not dropped out, but just kind of were waiting for that next thing, Clone Wars drag us right back in. Mm, it was a great show. That actually reminds me, um, who was at the Rebels panel? Yeah. And like the question that is burning in my heart is, Will the ghost crew survive season four? <laughs> I and I, I know you can't tell me. <laughs> that probably brings me back to what my next question I was going to ask is, how often do you get the like, can you tell me questions? Like how, like from friends, family, whatever, because I mean, let's be honest, she knows things, y'all. <laughs> We're not going to ask her here, because I'm going to be nice. She's very nice to come and hang out with us. But how often do you get the like, I, I get it, I get it a lot, and I mean, the only example I can really ever give people to understand like how Fort Knox I am, <laughs> Fort Knox isn't a thing anymore, but anyway, um, <laughs> so when uh, Force Awakens came out and I took my boyfriend to the premiere, and so when, you know, spoiler, Han dies, so when that <laughs> happens, like, literally he turned me, he's like,
Then they did a marathon of watching The Force Awakens on repeat until somebody taps out. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. There you go. That's your face right there. You're like, oh, that's great. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, and it was like a marathoner. And so they just kept watching it over and over again until someone taps out. The, the guy who won it, I think, watched The Force Awakens 13 times, times total, and he um, and he said at one point I hated the movie because it was kind of like torture. movie tickets I'm, I'm pretty sure either a year or a lifetime movie yeah to Alamo like that was his prize I think it I think it's lifetime movie tickets in fact so like Google to make me right but it was enough but what he did say was the only thing that did not irritate him like towards the like you know umpteen time of watching it was the Ray moment and the Luke moment because at least with the Luke moment, he knew he'd get out yeah. and, <laughs> <laughs> and let's talk about the biggest non-audible moment in the history of Star Wars and just how crazy that but that's is. That's also what's so great. And like, I'm if you guys don't know who Tim League is, please look him up. Like, he's such a supporter of indie film and a supporter of film just in general. And to have a fan like figure out like this would be a really fun event, and here's how I can really push the idea of like what you know what yeah. draft house is and yeah. who comes like those are the people that we need in this yes. industry because he just really pushes it out and he's the guy that understands that we're we're not going to just say we're going to watch star wars on video or on our phone or whatever no we need to see it in the theater yeah. when it comes out and he gets that mm -hmm. and so his biggest job was about making that experience as big of a part of it as possible the fact that you're running up to people at the end of Awakens and being like, he didn't say anything! Why did he say anything? <laughs> you know, he gets that. And he wants you to be doing that in the lobby. Exactly. You know, he, he wants a... that conversation. <laughs> he wants that everybody kind of like just break it down and keep talking and talking and yeah. talking and talking and talking about yes. it. Yes. Did anybody else yell that after they watched it? Because I so did. I was like, why did he say anything? Why? I just stared at the credits just expecting for at some point for him to come back and be like, joking! <laughs> you know, that was my second favorite part of the movie. <laughs> I know, but still, I was like, why didn't he say anything? Why? Like, Why? He doesn't say anything. Yeah. He just, it's in his face. That I mean, I... it was pregnant with triplets of emotions. I get it, but still. <laughs> still. But Mark's eye acting game. Like, yeah. You just, just yes. look in his it was eyes. great, but he didn't say anything. I was just waiting. Like, okay, I'm a verbal person. I'm a writer. I'm talking on a podcast. I wanted to hear some words. I wanted to hear some words. Okay, I'm just going <laughs> okay, you mentioned the X Lab earlier. Can you tell us what it is and what do you do with them? So, uh, ILM X Lab was launched, I want to say, in 2015. It is a combination of Lucasfilm, Lucasfilm Story Group, um, ILM, um, and Skywalker Sound. Mm -hmm. And we're looking into the next wave of storytelling. We're also going to be telling stories um, that really feed into the rest of Star Wars universe. Again, looking at what each platform does well, VR tells stories in a different way. It allows you to experience stories in a completely different way than sitting with 20 feet between you and the big screen, or 30 feet between you and you know your television screen or you know, your screen in front of your face. So um, yeah, we're starting to probe at what is storytelling in this world, and that's uh, what XLab does. When and I was I'm, reading about it, I was thinking, I could become a Jedi. This is gonna be awesome. The whole lightsaber. And then I saw the trailer for The Last Jedi. I'm like, that just killed my dream. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, our first experiment called Trials on Tatooine 
we give a little bit of, of fulfillment to that fan wish. Um, and that's, you have a lightsaber in your hand. I mean, yes, it's a controller for the HTC Vive, but in, in headset, you are holding a lightsaber and you're whooshing around, you're hearing the sound all around your ears, everything. So we're trying, you know, it's, it's baby steps around there. You know, we still need science to come forth and figure out that lightsaber thing. I'm waiting. I'm we waiting. are patient. <laughs> well, virtual one, I'm not going to hurt myself or anybody Correct. else. So, yep. yeah, I think that's a better yeah, option. No one ever thinks of that when they think they're going to get a lightsaber. We're all just going to think we're just going to magically be mm -hmm. amazing when actuality we probably name ourselves pretty quickly. I that. always think about that. I'm like, <laughs> just going to fumble it and then down. <laughs> It's not good. You go with your base reactions. I mean, that's if you look at the first time when Han picked up the lightsaber. I mean, it's just like, all right, I can slash this. This will happen. Mm -hmm. You know, and even in the battle with Rey, I mean, that's pure fury and force. That's not force, 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 force like as an actual like pushing yourself mm -hmm. forward to like, well, I'm not dying here. Yeah. Like, that's what that was coming. And you are a terrible human being. You hear that so. insight? <laughs> oh, that. You hear that insight? <laughs> <laughs> I think that may have been a note. <laughs> So this is a hard question, but I gotta ask it anyway. What are your rankings? <laughs> I, you know, it's funny. Like I actually don't do the ranking thing because the the thing. My my personal mission right now is that I believe that however you come into Star Wars, that should be your love, and no one should try to take that away from you. And so to have someone say they love Episode One and how quickly people bash on them is not right. Mm -hmm. It should be about however you love Star Wars, we're good, because that's what it's supposed to be about. So, I mean, for me, you know, if I go by personal ranking, it's weird because, like, for those of us that started with episode four, five, and six, we got the thrill of, oh, snap, Vader is dead. Like, that, we got that thrill. Um, and I think people who say that you should do four, five, six, and then one, two, three, is because you're trying to preserve that moment. But what you don't know is how many kids know that already. Like yeah. my, my godson, before he even saw it, was running around and he knew the line, he knew the whole story, everything because of Lego. Mm -hmm. And so like his dad was going to try to preserve that moment, do four, five, six, one, two, three, and the kid's like, this doesn't make sense to me, let's watch one, two, three, four, five, six. So, you know, it's, it is just kind of about like, we all hold something really super dear. Mm -hmm. But then I've got younger friends or, you know, younger parents, and because they grew up with one, two, three, they're actually showing their kids one, two, three, four, five, six because they actually think four, five, six is a little too corny. <laughs> um, and one, two, three, they love that. So that's what I mean. Like I don't want to take away anybody's anyone's love. Like you do you. That's all I can say about that. I can see that. That is a great and diplomatic answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had to learn diplomatic. She did you yeah. I mean I hate to say that, but I'm like, they they send y'all to classes, don't they? <laughs> but you've been living it longer like it's so funny when we do these press lines and we see the, the folks when we do the interviews for them um, you can tell that all they're thinking is don't tell them what you're not supposed <laughs> to because they just maybe they haven't lived in it as long you've lived in it a lot longer and so you're used to you know editing and not editing and I'm not saying that it always works sometimes um, people slip up oh, not on purpose but yeah just... my first year at Lucasfilm um, and the first time like I was speaking around the, the country and uh, first time I had to do a panel, 
all I could think was like, what was on StarWars.com? <laughs> <laughs> because everybody's reporting rumor and conjecture and making up stuff, and everybody wants to click since like hashtag StarWars and everything else. And I'm like, what did we actually say? So I make sure I say what we actually said. Yeah, and, and that's the other part about it too is, um, I mean, you can't say it, but has there ever maybe been anyone that maybe just guessed it, right? Just guessed it, and you were like, how did they guess it? I mean, that just happens, just that's, you know, law of averages. Yeah. Someone doesn't guess something. Just throw it out there. Yeah. But I do love the people who are definitive, like they know. I'm like, you don't know. trailer when they were hugging that look I said you know it's weird to me but that looks like a couple that's in grief and a couple would only look like that's that if they lost the a child too. Yeah, and I don't know where that came from but every time I kept seeing that I was like man they're in some pain and it was their acting and their yeah. comfortableness with each other and I was just like man I don't I don't want to know what it is that makes Han and Leia that sad yeah no that was part of his video he was like that's Chewie's dead I'm like no. <laughs> I'm still calling him out right now you know, this is reminding me that I asked you about Rebels earlier, but I, I don't want to be spoiled at all. Like, I want to be completely yeah. in the dark. I don't want to speculate. I don't want to see set photos, like the Entertainment Weekly pictures. That, I'm fine with that. Anything else, I will block you on Twitter. I will block you as a friend on Facebook. I won't talk to you for until the movie. I've seen it. I take this stuff really seriously. Real quick, Don't spoil though, me. Have y'all met this person? I haven't met two people at Star Wars Celebration who have not seen the trailer and are not going to. Have yeah. any of y'all, are any of y'all of these people? Ah. Do you see all these people? I saw it, but I didn't hear it. It was the 
volume was so low. Okay. And one of my friends even texted me something, some lines at the end, I'm like, I don't know. What so are, you, are any of you those people that don't want to see it or know those people that are like, don't want to yeah, see it? Oh. Like, okay. More power to you. Yeah. 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 The internet. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't if I wanted to. <laughs>
um, and some programs that just super small and actually about comic books and to where it is now and just to see like how that has changed it's been thrilling I mean my favorite moment I think from San Diego because I'm using those as, as a this is so focused just on Star Wars obviously um, and Comic Con being focused on all IP all, all awesome things nerdy and geeky um, my I think it was maybe 10 years ago was the first time I had to wait in line for the ladies room and that was thrilling <laughs> <laughs> that had never happened before. So I think, you know, as, as everything starts to reflect the world that we all live in a bit more, I think people will start to be more excited to come to these types of conventions and to, fi and to find their people. And by their people, I mean other geeks and nerds that just love this thing. Yeah, I mean, and let's be honest, guys, that's why Jamie, our great editor founder, formed Black Girl Nerds. I've built friendships with women that live hundreds of millions of miles away from me, and we talk every day. They can tell you we have a Slack. I mean, like this is. I feel like we should monetize it because you get fifteen dirty black women, like black women, like being like, hey, like let's talk about this, let's talk about that. Like it was, it's the funniest thing. But you, because of the internet, you're able to meet these folks and, and have a community, which is amazing. And there's communities for everything, for everyone. Yep. And, we're part of this great Star Wars one, which is even bigger, so that's awesome. Um, I can't question, and it's not, it's not going to be any kind of spoiler. <laughs> from the, I'm, a, I'm a huge Boba Fett, Jango Fett fan, right? And there's a, like, I don't guess it be a rumor, but I think it's kind of like a, a debate going on as far as are they Mandalorians, or is this Jango stole armor? And no one has any if it's if they're not and he is a just an assassin who stole the armor, that's kind of like a like a jab and a, and a hurt to my heart if that's the case. So I'm just kinda, <laughs> if you if you can't say it, either way, that's fine. Josh, but I can't talk. say anything. I will say keep your interest level up. <laughs> <laughs> that is a, a she answer. gave you a good answer. I was expecting her to be like next. <laughs> <laughs> And it's I was actually one more. of my, like, I'm also like obsessed with <laughs> So, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, have you seen, I know that the, um, the movie probably in post production after the trailer, but have you seen like a rough version of The Last Jedi? Next question. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we'd get this point. I know, I know, I know.
YouTube. Mm -hmm. And I just, I really feel like, especially for younger kids, get out there and start making something. Throw out the, get out the iPhone, your Android, whatever, and just start making stuff. That is the best way to start to figure out story and figure out how you use your visuals to tell a story. Um, and then there's plenty of, of um, organizations that are starting to figure out how to work with younger kids and get them doing more stories. So I would look into those orgs that are in, you know, especially in your community, in your state, in your city. Um, but I really am a big believer in people just getting out there and making stuff. That is the best way for you to self-learn until you get it, until you're in like an official program or something. Yeah, I will add on to that. Um, this is two things I tell everyone because people ask us because we do also have a YouTube channel. We do have a lot of graphic creators and such. Don't spend money on equipment. Equipment does not make the movie. The filmmaker makes the movie. Um, and you have. If you have a computer, you probably have a very simple editing software on there. If you have an iPhone, you have a camera and a microphone. And if you have yourself, you have the filmmaker. And really, those three things are all you need to make anything. So I just know a lot of people who are like, oh, I got to get this camera and I got to get this editing software. And all those things are great if, if you progress longer. But don't, don't buy that stuff and make that to be the gateway to make you go create. Because I know filmmakers now that are making full feature-length films um, on iPhones. I mean, Tangerine was Tangerine shot, shot, and it was almost a, an I, it was an Academy Award potential nominee. Won Independent Spirit Awards. Uh, a great director we know named Matthew Cherry directed an entire film last year um, called Nine Rides, done all on an iPhone. So, the, just don't don't think it's an investment thing. And then to her point, uh, if you email or tag us at Black Girl Nerds and I'll remind me, we actually know a few programs that do, um, especially folks under the age of eighteen. Minorities, the Academy just announced a new program for themselves that they're doing that is specifically geared towards helping young folks get involved with filmmakers. And there's also other ways to start thinking about looking at stories. So um, you could start to also put up photos on Instagram, but then with the photo, tell a little short story next to it. So what, you know, if you take a cool picture like that wall and that, you know, imagine like what could have happened there prior or something. So that's just another way to start to get um, out what your talent is. All right, we're going to take two more questions and then we're going to do a little wrap up. Yeah. Um, you mentioned science before. Do you guys have like a science consultant? At BGN? Oh, uh, oh with them. Yeah. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> no, I'm just, I am, I actually just hosted or moderated the STEM, uh, the science and Star Wars panel. Like, I am a STEM enthusiast. I love it, but we do not, we look at things as a way to pop from, but um, we do not have one on staff. Last question, who wants to be the fabulous one? It's not really a question, it's more of oh, a... Oh, she said fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was more of a, I'm, I'm, I know I'm here and whatnot, but I'm a new fan, like started watching from Force Awakens, I know. No, and that's, I went back that's great. No but shame. I want to say that um, what really drew me in was like the diversity of like the, the cast and, and whatnot, and you know, Having people of color work at Lucas Films and whatnot, I just want to say that that's got to be a big part of that, and more of a thank you as less of a question. You know? Also, I mean, the film. I mean, I have you know, JJ can create good characters. He, he's always been very good at casting, and he found these actors. I mean, John Wega though. If you haven't seen Attack, Attack the Block, yeah, please that John was destined. Yeah. To be a star. Mm -hmm. Attack the Block is an amazing movie yeah. made by Joe Horton.
Irish, it is a great film. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that also helps. And I mean, Lucasfilm has always had a lot of diversity in the company. It always has. Um, so it's just, I think, you know, things come about when they're supposed to come about at the right time. And there was a groundswell around um, representation amongst, you know, all the studios and all the films, everything. And so I got, I'm glad. I'm, whatever brings people, again, whatever brings people to Star Wars, we're super excited. Okay. We just, you know, you know, come for the diversity, stay for the story. Yep. <laughs> all right, well, because your costume's amazing. I'll I know, right? <laughs> yeah, you have to. I need to get a picture. <laughs> it was so good to be on film. I'm sorry, excuse me? If Ahsoka was, Ahsoka's panel would be, if she would be in film, who would be cast? I am legendary for being terrible at casting. <laughs> wow. Legendary within the company, like how bad I'm like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> sorry. That's, that's totally a disappointing question. Harass him. But we must have Ashley's voice. That's a that's a deal yeah. breaker. Yeah. Yeah. Deal breaker. There's computer generating. Mm -hmm. They can totally make that happen. Yeah. yeah. That's really good. Um, first, um, where can folks find you online, and and if they wanted to say hi? Um, my Twitter, mm -hmm. which is silkyd67. Uh, S i l k y d67. Um, but I really I tweet mainly about. Science, like I follow a lot of scientists. I tweet a lot about science and Star Wars, and then the New York Giants. <sighs> Aww. Get rough, but like I love my team. Boy, ride or die, ride or die. Giants <laughs> fan. So, yeah, y'all um, need some. Um, yeah. But yeah. You <laughs> gotta really like science. I guess, like, like I tweet a lot about science, and but of course, just a bunch about Star Wars. Okay. And then Kai. I'm at Yoki Kai, and I write under my regular name, Kai Charles, for Black Girl Nerds. I am at Jane underscore Anon, and at the con, I've been tweeting a lot of cosplay pics and my takes on panels. Other than that, what do I tweet about? God. <laughs> Mostly TV show stuff. Yeah. John Boyega. Oh, I, I do not I do tweet, tweet about John Boyega. I do TV. Because yeah. I, I watch pretty much everything on television. So I do tweet a lot about TV, especially oh, yes. those sideways. It's, it's just tweet number one, tweet number two. Tweet, yeah. Oh, and costume design. I will tweet about When they announced that Kylo's costume was changing, I almost cried. Oh. I'm like, that, he had such a good costume, though. See, I'm it's like, so pretty. more costume changes because yeah. I'm just like, more clothes, more things to cosplay. <laughs> um, and I'm Jacqueline. And uh, first of all, I want to tell everyone again, thank you guys so much. I want to get a picture of you guys because we're going to put this up to be like, hi. Oh, come on, guys. Come on. Yeah, there we go. Excellent. Um, I want to thank you guys again for coming out and listening to our podcast. Just a little couple things. You can follow our, uh, our, official, hash, our official Twitter, which is at Black Girl Nerds. Um, you can follow me at Miss Blurdess, and if you go under the hashtag BGNSWCO, you can find all of us here chatting about anything you want. And I encourage all of you guys, if you have not, please check out our soon-to-be um, convention that we're holding next year in Baltimore in April 2018, Universal Fan Con. And our two announced guests that we've already announced, we've got Phil Mar, and we've also got Orlando Jones, and we're gonna have even more fun Blurds and, and folks from all walks of life, nerds with um, different experiences. It's supposed to be a basically a convention for everyone that embraces diversity and inclusion of all folks, LGBTQ, um, folks with um, 
disabilities, everything. It's supposed to be a fan con for everyone, a universal fan con, if you will. And I encourage you all guys to go check that out, and that'll be happening in April of 2018. And thank you guys again for coming and watching our podcast, and I hope you guys have a great time at Star Wars Celebration. <laughs>